told you at the top of the show, the RBA's lifted the interest rate 10th consecutive time. Previously, it had only gone three times in a row. Now we're up to 10. 3.6%. We're up 25 basis points, highest since mid-2012. A year ago, we were at 0.1, even 10 months ago, was the first time we moved from 0.1. There's pain everywhere. There's anger today, a lot more anger than in previous months. CFMEU is howling mad, Housing Industry Association, REIQ, all sorts of mobs are jumping out of the woodwork today, absolutely giving it to Philip Lowe. Diana Messina is a senior economist with AMP Capital. She's been helping me analyse these decisions over the last year or so. How are you, Diana? Good. Thank you, Brainy. How are you? Good. You weren't surprised, were you? No, I think today was pretty much locked and loaded since the last meeting in February. I mean, the Reserve Bank signalled and came out and pretty much said that they were going to raise rates again. And I guess that the anger that we're seeing, perhaps a bit of confusion, is because I think most people really expected that the last interest rate increase would have been February, if not late last year. So the increase today kind of seems like a bit of a policy mistake. Unfortunately, we won't know if it is a mistake for some time because we just don't know how the data is going to play out. I mean, you know that we've been suggesting that the RBA probably should have paused at the end of last year. And today's statement to me signaled that that pause is coming in April. Yeah, let's analyse this statement. Firstly, at the end, now we know in the last paragraph of the statement a month ago, it basically said straight out it's expecting further interest rate rises because the enemy of the population is inflation and we're going to rise interest rates more to kill inflation. Today, they changed the language. The board expects that further tightening of monetary policy will be needed to ensure that inflation returns to target. So it took away the interest rates. When it talks about tightening of monetary policy, Diana, the big question today is what could that entail other than interest rate rises? Well, in my view, they're still telling us that they're holding a tightening bias. So they still anticipate that they would probably have to increase the cash rate again because other tools of monetary policy are probably not going to be used. I mean, the main lever of monetary policy is interest rates. I guess potentially the banks could tighten serviceability measures, but that's more of a macro prudential tool. But in changing that language, they are opening the door towards a pause and they're giving themselves the room to potentially get to that pause earlier, so in April. And they're kind of saying, well, we expect that we will probably have to raise interest rates again, but it's not a certainty. So it does leave room for interpretation. Because it does write earlier, the board recognises that monetary policy operates with a lag and that the full effect of the cumulative increase in interest rates is yet to be felt in mortgage payments. That's what you've been saying for months, Diana, and now they're acknowledging it, that there's a lag there, which hints that they might be saying we're going to sit tight for about 60 days. They have, uh, they have noted that... They are aware of the lags involved with monetary policy. However, I think that the more hikes you get, obviously, the worse the cumulative impact is because mortgage holders are paying more every single month and they're adjusting to their new spending 
limitations that they have as their repayments go up. And of course, we also know that there's this fixed rate cliff, if you want to call it that, of mortgage holders, about 35% of mortgage holders at the moment are on fixed rates. And the majority of those roll off this year. So 880,000 home loans roll off from fixed to variable rates this year. And we know that those fixed rates are going to roll off to two or three times what they were initially when they were fixed. So these are also the lags that are involved, which is why we've seen a slower than usual transmission from monetary policy to the economy this time around. One thing that I liked seeing in their statement today was when they were talking about inflation, you'll correct me if I'm wrong because you devour these stats and these statements more than me, but they did talk about rents are increasing at the fastest rate in some years. And and I think often with monetary policy, we always talk about interest rates, oh, mortgage holders, mortgage holders, but that affects renters. Mm -hmm. And people who are renting properties are getting absolutely poleaxed. There's also the other uh, factor in the rental market that's going on, which is that we just don't have enough supply at the moment. And the vacancy rates are at ultra low levels, sub 1% in the capital cities. So this is causing an even um, worse problem for renters in that there's just not enough supply in the market at a time when migration is coming back in a big way, both in terms of permanent migration and short-term arrivals and students need specific types of accommodation. And with the reopening of the Chinese economy, more students will come through in the next few months. They were our biggest uh, source of student arrivals before this pandemic. So the rental market is probably likely to remain quite tight. And also because building approvals have been plummeting for the past year to the lowest levels that, that they've been at in years. So, yes, the rental market is causing further pain to people who don't just have a mortgage, but people who are renting, which is about a third of Australians. Diana, are economists worried about a recession now? We saw that growth in the last quarter, the December quarter, at 0.5%. Are we heading towards a territory where we could be negative? Well, the risk is rising uh, as interest rates go up. I'd say that the risk of a recession in Australia is probably about 40% in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. So that's much higher than normal. I think in some other countries like the US, the risk is higher because interest rates have been increased further. Uh, but clearly, it's a risk that we have to monitor. And the more that the RBA tightens, I think, obviously, the risk goes up. If we get the cash rate to above 4%, then I'd say the risk of a recession is over 50% because I just don't think the economy can handle a cash rate of over 4%. Yeah, it would be absolutely deadly. Just before I let you go, they acknowledge the labour market's very tight. We all know that. But they are concerned about a prices wages spiral. We know that one of the key things this Labor government was elected on was a platform of growing real wages. That's way out the door because if we grow real wages now, we're all finished. Um, Prices wages spiral because unemployment's so low. Is that a real concern? I think it's a very low concern and a very low risk. The latest data that we have for wages actually disappointed expectations quite a lot. Wages growth rose by 0.8% in the December quarter, whereas the RBA was looking for a rise of over 1%, and so were a lot of economists. So I think that we've had that peak in wages growth really in the September quarter. Public service job uh, wages growth is really capped 
at around 2.5%. The private sector that's been driving all this wages growth because of the tightness in the labour force. We know that public sector jobs often have a multi-year cap on them. And as the labour market, I mean, I think the labour market is not going to be as tight as it was last year in 2023. We're already seeing signs of that. Job postings are down. Hiring intentions are down. Job advertisements are lower than where they were 12 months ago. Now, even though we've, we've got, we're getting more people coming back into the labour force through migration, the actual demand for jobs from employers is not as strong as it was 12 months ago. So in that environment, it will be difficult to ask for massive pay rises, I would suspect. Diana Senior, the Senior Economist from AMP Capital, thanks so much for your help on Brisbane Live again today. We really appreciate it. Thank you.